You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. The band is back together. Rothenberg with you solo, 98.7 ESPN, leading you up till noon when the red-hot New York Rangers on their one-game winning streak take on the Washington Capitals in the nation's capital. It's not often we can launch with just even a bit, like a, a, a smidge of tennis. But we can today as Naomi Osaka wins the Australian Open for the second time, beats Jen Brady in straight sets. She has now gone to four major finals and won all of them. And I don't think there is any debate that she is, without a doubt, the best women's player in the world. She hammered Serena the other night. She beat up on Brady over this um, last evening. And I'm sure there are a lot of people saying Brady losing in the championship. They'll sign for that. Not exactly what you were anticipating. And then tonight, it's uh, Djokovic and Medvedev. Now, I love the tennis. And there have been times in the past where I have awakened at 3.30 in the morning to watch the finals live. But with my sleep schedule now, this will not be one of those weekends. But you do have the option, ESPN, 3.30, Sunday morning, I guess we'll call it. Um, Medvedev, Djokovic, men's final, Osaka, women's champion. That is now done. All right, lot for us, lot for us, lot for us to do today. 800-919-3776. We'll get into the NBA. We'll get into the NFL. We're going to get into absolutely everything. How, how about when you look right now at the NBA and you look at the Brooklyn Nets? This, guys, is the best team in the NBA. And I don't know that there's much of a debate that goes with it right now. Look at what the Nets are. They are absolutely dominating. They are the best team in the NBA. They are wonderful offensively. They are good enough defensively. They are brilliant, and we haven't even seen the best of them yet. So I've had this debate with the guys on my show which is 5 to 8, Monday through Friday, right here on 98.7 ESPN. It's me, it's DiPietro, it's Canty, and the conversation has been, do you trust the Nets defensively in the big spot? And I have said that I I don't even, you know, they've said, well, can you just flip the switch? Can you just turn it on when you have to? And my take the entire way is, I think they can, and you don't say that often, and there, I think, are certain sports where you can't say that about, and I don't think you could say it about the NFL, but I think you can kind of say it about the NBA, and if there's one team that I would stand by and say can can navigate their way through turning it on and and turning it off, it it just might be this Brooklyn Nets team. I mean, look what they do, And, and this is the club that rises to the challenge when the challenge is presented, and it is nothing short of remarkable. It, I, so we'll get into a lot of NBA today, and, I, and I, really, I feel very strongly about this because Rick and Chris have taken this tact of, you know, do you trust Philadelphia more? They have Embiid. He's kind of unstoppable. And my take is, yeah, Embiid is great. When he's healthy, he's great, and we've seen him healthy so far this season. I'm going to take Seth Curry. I'm going to take Tobias Harris. I, I'm going to take... I'll even go as far as saying I'm going to take Ben Simmons 
in a big moment over Kyrie, over Harden, over Durant? Here's how I see it. And I'll make the statement and we'll reflect on it in a couple of moments because I want to kind of bounce around is what I like to do. But you're telling me right now that you would take anybody over Brooklyn and that that trio has an equal match anywhere around the NBA? Guys, the answer is no. It, look at what they do when they don't have one of the guys. Look at what they've done when they don't have two of the guys. They beat Phoenix, and Phoenix is a good team without Kyrie and without Durant. Now, you might shake your head at, at Kyrie Irving. You, you might say Durant is oft injured. Yeah, as long as they're healthy, when we get to the postseason, there is, because this is the question now, right? Oh, can they go to the, who do you like better, them or the field to get to the NBA Finals? It's not a question. They are by far the best team in the Eastern Conference when they're healthy. And to me, that's it. And Milwaukee, come on. Milwaukee fails against teams that they shouldn't lose to ordinarily. Then they're going to rise up to the challenge and, and beat Brooklyn? No. The answer is nobody. Boston, no. Milwaukee, no. Philadelphia, no. No one can stand in their way except themselves. So we'll, we'll get to that. Knicks? I think you have to be optimistic. And I said on the show this week, and we're, of course, on Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 a.m. It's Rothenberg. It's DiPietro. It's Canty on 98.7 ESPN. And, and we said this week, and I said, I expect the Knicks to go to the postseason. And they became angry. Just enjoy the ride. You can't say stuff like that. Don't go out on a limb. Listen, I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm not turning into Joe Namath here and saying, I guarantee you that the Knicks go to the postseason. But when you look at the landscape of the Eastern Conference, and you look at what they are right now, yeah, I stand by it. I expect the Knicks to go to the postseason, especially because I consider the postseason 10 teams deep. I'm not saying they have to get a bye, go right in and be the sixth seed or the five seed, but you're telling me you can't be one of 10? I mean, there's 15 teams in the Eastern Conference. You can't be 10? You got to be better than Detroit. You got to be better than Cleveland. You got to be better than Washington. So they're already now you're down to, I need to be better than two other teams. You can't be better than Orlando. Now you weren't this week, but the big picture, there's no reason to think. You're 30 games in. What are they now? 14 and 16. And yes, it was a disappointing loss. I get it. But you're telling me that I can't expect the Knicks to be a top 10 team in the Eastern Conference? Look, I didn't like him last year. I wanted him traded this year. I think we all did. But Julius Randle is, I don't know, do I want to say a star player? Well, that might be a little strong. Is a very good player. Is a player every single night that gives you 23 and 10, right? I think he averages 23 and, and, and 11 and, and five assists. So you're going to get production from him every night. And then you have to figure it's going to be a combination of Quickly or Derrick Rose or R.J. Barrett or, you know, someone else is going to step up. So, yeah, I do. I expect the Knicks to be a uh, one of 10 teams in the Eastern Conference to get into the postseason. Now, if it means they play one game and they lose to the seven seed, you know what? For what we expected this year, that's a step in the right direction. So we have the Knicks. We have the Nets. Two obviously very different um trajectories right now but still both very intriguing Carson Wentz you know you look at the the NFC East Washington you don't even know who their quarterback is going to be Philadelphia I mean they have a coach that's completely on I mean you don't know anything about him and a quarterback who I don't know that you can bank on Dallas is a legitimate quarterback with Dak Prescott but there's always uncertainty there and can we say 
the Giants are kind of like the most stable franchise in the NFC East right now. And that doesn't mean that they're the, the best of the NFC East, but the most stable. You have the quarterback. Now, I don't know that he's going to be great long term, and I think that the jury remains out on him, but you know exactly who the quarterback is going to be this year. And you have the head coach that even the naysayers have now kind of fallen in love with. So, yes, the Giants, you, you feel somewhat, I guess, maybe a little bit confident in what they're trying to build there. And, and then you have the Jets, and we'll go heavy into this as well today. And, I mean, this is the last week of February coming up, and a week from Monday is going to be March 1, and we're going to have all the trimmings. We have free agency, and then we get you ready for the draft, and we have everything going on. And the question remains. It kind of feels like the Sean Watson ship is not going to happen for the Jets, and I, I don't know that it definitely won't, but it kind of feels like we're trending in that direction, right? Like, if you're a Jets fan, are you really of the mindset that we're going to go after Deshaun Watson and land him? Because I'm kind of at the point where I don't expect that to happen. So if it doesn't, then I think you have to start to have the grand debate with yourself of do, do we want to hang on to Sam Donald and, and move forward with him? Or do we want to draft the quarterback? Or do we want to trade out of there? Or do we, I mean, you know, I, there's, there's options. But for my money, and I've said this a million times, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face, and I don't understand I, I really, I just, I, it doesn't make sense to me why there are so many people who look at Sam Darnold and say, yeah, this guy's going to be a big time quarterback with the Jets. Why? What, what about him do you look at and say, with this organization, he's been awful. And, and I, I've heard Dan Orlovsky say it, who I respect tremendously. And I've heard Mel Kuyper say it, who I respect tremendously. I've heard them come out and say, like, we still believe in him. If he was in this draft, he would be the number two quarterback. But here's a couple things. He's not in this draft, and you've seen him for three years. And guys, a secret for you here, and I know you don't want to admit it. He stinks. You can't deny it. In three years, Sam Darnold has stunk in the NFL. He's A, always hurt, and B, he's not very good. And you might sit there and say, yeah, but it's been Adam Gase and it's been different offensive coordinators and it's a lack of weapons. I get it. But you know what? I watched Joe Flacco this year. And if you didn't know who was who and you didn't know which one was the young, promising quarterback and which one was the, the grizzled Super Bowl champion veteran, you'd still have had no idea. And you would have thought that the better quarterback was, in fact, Joe Flacco. You know why? Because he was better. And that's the truth of it. Can Darnold be good? I don't know. Can Donald be good here with the Jets? I'm not willing to find out. I have the number two pick. I can choose from anybody not named Trevor Lawrence. I'm not sticking with Sam Donald. No way. So we have it all going on today. We have Stump Rothenberg at 1030. We'll get to a lot of your calls. We'll touch on many different topics. There's a stupid, and this, this kind of stuff is so immature. And I don't know if you've seen it. And we'll get to it, I guess, at some point today. I, what, what do you call it? A, a Twitter war of words between Noah Syndergaard and Trevor Bauer, which makes you feel like you're in grade school. We'll, we'll touch on that, but not spend a ton of time on it. But it is childish, to say the least. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Now, it is supposed to get warm this week, into the 40s, so hopefully a lot of this will melt, but I, I don't know. I, I am Usually winter doesn't bother me. This, this winter is it's, it's brutal because not a lot to do. It's not like you can go out for, for meals and hang out with friends and you know, go to parties inside. It's like you're locked inside, and the weather's so awful you can't even do anything outside. All right, enough of me complaining. Let, let's bring him in. I mean, the voice of the show, and that, of course, is 
From the Newhouse School of Communications, Ty D. Butler. Good morning, Ty. Good morning, Davido. I appreciate all the energy you have this morning. Very great. energized. Now, I, I um, I heard you did another solid show last week. It was from fun. Seven thirty, leading up to the Knicks game. Ninety minutes leading up to Knicks Rockets. We had a great time. We did some football at the top. Somehow, we found our way involved, and then MJ Lebron debate. Then we made our way to basketball. It was fun. Had a great time. I don't doubt it for a moment. So what, what's uh, what's your feeling today? You, well, you think that that open was? I, mean, oh, was, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would you say sensational? It was absolutely fantastic. And I was going to mention to you during the break, but I wanted to save it for the air. Mm-hmm. Typically, we'll go back and forth and joke around. I, but based on your open, I've got some takes I got to get off. Mm. Got some takes I got to get off. But okay, be- all right. Be- before we do that, you you said how many inches of, of snow you had in your driveway? Like six inches. Wow. I just thought about my wife. She had about eight inches in her driveway a couple of nights ago. But uh, back to the basket. Are you Rick? <laughs> back to the basket. I'm real, I'm real. I, I mean, I work with a, a petulant child Monday to Friday. Now now I got to have it from you as well on Saturday? <laughs> I just, it I came mean, what, to what, me. What is the matter with you I'm people? like, I got to get that off, man. But I mean, honestly, we might be the most immature radio station in the country. But it's fun. People enjoy it. It's entertaining. Childlike. Childlike. You mentioned the Nets last break. Yeah. Or last segment. Yeah, I sure did. I, it's so funny, right? Like, all the folks who didn't want the Nets to trade for Harden because, you know, he was going to ravage them as far as the roster was concerned. Jared Allen, who all of a sudden became the second coming of Nate Thurman. But do you realize where the Nets would be without James Harden right now? KD's been out because of COVID and then the hamstring strain. Kyrie's missed some games. He had the back injury. James Harden right now has been unbelievable, and had he been with the Nets for longer, he would be in the MVP conversation. 12-5 and five since he's come here. He's, he's been spectacular, he, and he's kept them above water, and the Nets with that three-headed monster, no one, you're right, no one's beating them in no, the Eastern the, Conference. And, and, and everyone's taken, well, you know, can Philadelphia, I mean, Embiid is such a nightmare. You can't outscore them. You can't. You can't. And, when they, and, and you say, well, you can't just turn it on and turn it off. You can't. Like you don't think that you're going to get a better version of them defensively in the postseason of than you're course. getting in games now. And part of def- defense is chemistry and instinct. And you know these guys have only played what six games together, like the the big three. So it's hard to develop that chemistry, especially on defense when these when they're not on the floor. So are they going to be? Uh, the the Utah Jazz defensively? No, but I I think they'll be a better version of what they are now. I have no concerns. None. Like, like I would be stunned if they didn't go to the NBA Finals. Oh, absolutely. And to be honest with you, the only team that I see beating them, because Utah's not beating them, and I no. don't see any way they get to the NBA Finals. I know people love Utah, but the, and I like them too. That's a regular season team. But there is no way. I, I would be very surprised if they were in the Western Conference Finals. But I'll leave that at the door for the moment. The Clippers, I don't think so. The Nuggets... I don't think so. The only team, and there's a big caveat there now, because I think you have to be really wary of what's going on with Anthony Davis. The only team that can beat Brooklyn that stands in their way, in my mind, is your L.A. Lakers. Oh, if Anthony Davis. Now, this is the cost of going to the NBA Finals and then having that quick turnaround. Because the Heat have dealt with some injuries, and now you'll, you see the Lakers with Anthony Davis, and you, that Achilles always scares you. Uh, Wolds reported the other day he's going to be out the next four weeks. But you're right. If if the Lakers aren't fully healthy, 
with Anthony Davis, who's one of the seven best players in the league, then the Nets are the Nets are going to win it. The whole thing. Yeah, they're going to win it. The, the whole thing. Absolutely. 100%. And he's got to be 100% healthy. You can't have a compromised, hampered Anthony Davis and or LeBron James. Now, I feel like you said I was energized, and, and I feel like I am. I, I think this is a better version of you today. I feel great. And I'll tell you why. Because last week, we didn't have the great Jake Montgomery. And this week, we do. So you were flying solo last week, whereas this week, you have a little, you have reinforcements. I can empty the tank. It, yes. It's all out there for me. And you have to be in a great mood, too, because your, your New York Knickerbockers have been performing and exceeding expectations. And I'll go a step farther and say this. Julius Randle, I know we've, we've entertained— Please don't have the MVP take, though. Oh, stop it. Please, uh, please. Who had that take this week that he was oh, the I've MVP? I've seen a lot of people that had that it's take. It's embarrassing. The Knicks are two games under five hundred. He can't be the MVP of the league. That's, Regardless that's of what their record is, this guy's not playing at MVP level. No. I mean, he's been terrific, and I think you, you could even argue all-star, but MVP is, is nonsense. Yeah, he's, but, he's but not even not top ten in the MVP. LeBron's at the top of the list. Julius Randle's not top ten. But the point on Randle is I know we've entertained the conversation about you know, dangling him for a first-round pick because if you were a, t- a contender and you can use an extra scorer, it would behoove you to trade for someone like Julius Randle. But the Knicks have to keep him. Unless yeah. you are absolutely unless, unless blown I away. Agree. Unless I'm just overwhelmed. Yes. It, it's a trade that I can't say no to. I mean, why would I trade him? He's really? great. He's only he's, 26. He's six years old. <laughs> he's going 23-11-5. He's the best and really only consistent scorer on a team that struggles mightily to score the basketball. Why in the world? Uh, unless I get a trade, it's like, I, I mean— I have to do that. Like, if Minnesota comes to me right now and says, we'll give you an unprotected one, yeah, you know what, then maybe I have to do it. But otherwise, I'm not trading him. Yeah, it and, makes and, no sense. And to go further than that, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe re-signing him when his deal is up. Oh. Now, I know we're not there yet, but he's an important piece to this team right now. Well, when you say a team is building through the draft, one of your draft picks you would hope would amount to someone like Julius Randle. He's only 26. This year he's averaging more points than Anthony Davis and more rebounds than Embiid. He's, he's been great. And you look at what happened the other night. Who, who did they beat? It was the Hawks where after the game, I believe it was. The guys were, yes, all got together. They and rallied like around him. You would yeah. fracture that locker room if you got rid of Julius Randle. It would make Forget no about sense. fracturing the locker room. I think you'd score 74 points a game if you got rid of Julius <laughs> Randle. Yes, that, that's true. And lastly, Brett Gardner, who signed a one-year, $4 million contract. It's exciting to see him back in the Bronx. And I know this is a very oh, it's thrilling. It's a very. Annoying. I almost, when I put my head on the pillow after sleeping like four hours a night this week, I almost couldn't fall asleep at the excitement around oh, Brett Gardner returning. Stop it! Yeah. Stop it! I mean, nothing says excitement more than a, a platoon or backup outfield. Well, nothing. if you're the if you are a Yankee fan, I, I think you would agree with me when you say, like, on the list of of players you feel like earned a, a chance to to be on this whatever the Yankees, whenever the Yankees win that next World Series, there are a couple of players who you feel earned the right to be a part of that group. Brett Gardner was one of them, and I had CeCe Batances and Tanaka also on that list. Obviously, those three aren't going to be a part of it. You're very chatty today, by but the way. L- l- let me say this. Let me interrupt you and say this. I love this it. Quickly. I, as you know, and Jake knows, despise the Yankees. Yes. Right? I, I, I mean, a successful baseball season to me is if the Yankees don't win the World Series. So you more know successful. How much I dislike them. So would whatever, that be more successful say. than the Mets winning the World Series? Well, whatever you want to say. That that to me, if you told me right now, twenty twenty one Yankees don't win the World Series, that's a successful baseball season. But and that's strange, and I get that, and that's fine. <laughs> Very strange. I, I as a Mets fan, love Brett Gardner. 
Like, wow. I, just, I, I love them. Now, the antics with hitting the bat into the top of the dugout and some of that, it, it, it gets to be a bit much. But oh, overall, such a dork. Top, top to bottom, I love Brett Gardner. Old, so you get, like, you, you get emotionally in, involved in, like, it angers you to watch Brett Gardner bang his, his bat against I think the, it's silly. I think I think you're it's, such I a dork. Oh, I'm not a dork. You, you know what? You're done. You, you cut off. Jake, keep his microphone down the rest of the show. How dare you think you're better than me? You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. And we had the conversation. I don't know if you heard it on, on uh, DCR this week. Better movie, Happy Gilmore or Caddyshack. And you just said in passing, and I, I feel like I should almost shouldn't out you, but I think I have to. You watched Caddyshack for the first time ever this week, and I couldn't get into it. Oh. It, it just did nothing for me. Like usually, when I watch a good oh. movie afterwards, I want to talk to people about it. Have you seen this movie? Wifey didn't watch it. Hey, hey, babe, this movie was great. I just couldn't get into it. I think Could what it says, it. and I think what it says loudly, is you have a lousy sense of humor. But that's not true because I asked a bunch of my other friends about it, and they all agreed with me. If you're like 50 and over, then yes, this is right in your wheelhouse. But for a 28 year old man, no, nah, I can't. Like the, the theme is take. great. It is. It is just, a. It nah. is a hideous take. There's no way that you have to be 50 or older to appreciate Caddyshack. You, I, you, you know what you have to. You just have to have a sense of humor. No, yeah. I, I didn't really laugh much <laughs> during the film, but it just it wasn't. Because I think it went I over your head. Sin- I think the comedy is probably yeah. a, a level like you need something uh, dumbed sure. down. Yep, sure. You need it. You need it because dumbed if down. I don't need, agree like, with like you on a movie, level. how about airplane? That's probably more it, your speed. If I don't agree with you on a movie, it's uh, have my intelligence impugned. Yes, I think it's a horrible take. Now we did do our movie night last night. Last night we did kind of lowest common denominator, stupid yet funny movie. Tommy Boy. Have you seen it? Yes. I loved it. I always love it. The kids loved it. Sherry didn't like it. <laughs> so you are. So you went what three, three or four last night? Wifey didn't love it, but you and the kids loved it. So would yeah, you consider Alex that? Is, a- Alex is like Gene Siskel. Like he's he he's like I don't understand the point of of why they're not. It's like Alex. It, 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 it's oh, it's I not, hate you don't watching have to analyze it to this extent. I hate watching movies with people. My wife can be like that sometimes. And you know what about him that drives me crazy? He's the question asker during the movie. Ah oh, yes. And he's ten, so I feel bad saying like, "Can you please be quiet?" And you know what also sucks that my wife and I feel bad that I'm just destroying her right now. No, no, destroy her. Go ahead. But she will like in during the movie just start random conversation about other things. <laughs> oh, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it At least his those... are pointed to the movie. But like you've seen Tommy Boy, the car gets ruined. It's the deer. It freaks out. It runs all the the, the hood falls off. The door falls off. Everything. And he's like. I, I, Dad, I think this is very unsafe that they're driving this car, and I don't understand why the police would let them. It's like, Alex, you're missing. This is not. Don't take it so seriously, please. He's the color analyst of the movie. He's like, how do they not get pulled over? And I don't understand. And where are the police when they need? I'm like, oh, my God. That's frustrating. Just let oh him know. He can't do it. At least he's not like, when we go grocery shopping, do we need turkey this week? Which it sounds like your your wife is doing. Yes. Which is frustrating oh, it, to no end. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And what we should do... We should we should institute a new rule. If that happens again, we just suspend them for a couple of weeks from watching movies with us. It, it ruins the experience. 
Yeah, but I think we kind of do the movies based around the kids, you know, involving them in family times. So yeah, but let him know. He's got to be better. There has to be some type of consequence for that because it's frustrating. Maybe early sit- bedtime. Yeah, do that. If, you, if, you're, if you're chatty during the movie, maybe when the movie's over, immediately you have to go to bed. Or after the movie, you have to submit me like a, like a book report, but a movie report. <laughs> yeah. That'll two page, well. two I can't wait for you to be a parent. Space. All these grand ideas you have will go right by the wayside when you're a parent. July 5th, baby. July 5th. I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, all right. Here we go. Is there any chance before we get to the calls, and I want to get to the calls, and they're all lined up, that is there any, anything that can be done? And before you say no, think this through, that I could convince you to name the baby Giants. <laughs> Not Giants a- Butler. There's no way that happens. First of all, I can't even get the the name of the baby to be something that I want it to be. Wifey is taking full autonomy. We could not buy sponsorship of your baby? No, we cannot do that. I think we could. It's not worth it. I think if we got Bezos on the line and he said, I'll give... $2 Two million dollars, you would let us name a giant. No, I don't. I don't believe that. Well, my wifey feels so strongly about it. There's no chance she would put any monetary value on it. No chance. I'm telling you. I, I no. You can have Could the conversation with her. Can you be bought? Can I be bought? Oh, uh, two million dollars, and we're going to call this baby Giants Butler. Can I be bought? I, mm-hmm. I'd sign up for that, but she yeah. wouldn't. She she gets to make the decision on that on that end. She has full that, autonomy over really? it. Really? All right. It's fine. Let, let's get to some of these calls. They're all lined up. Let's and do they it. want to talk, and I want to talk to them. Let's go to Gary and Bayside. Gary, lead, lead us off. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Gentlemen, the summer wind came smooth. And stop the music. If I went to WABC or ESPN or any radio station, Bezos, the big cat, would give me the building. Now, first of all, Ty has got to just go back to the training camp of movies. He's got to sit him down and watch Duck Soup with the Marx Brothers and then work his way up, and then he'll love all that stuff. Sometimes you don't get the humor. Some people don't have a sense of humor. And if your kid's talking during the movie, let, let him be himself. Don't, don't, don't laugh. I always say don't, don't destroy creativity. If that's the way they are. Yeah, but Gary, I'm trying to watch little... the movie, and he's got yeah. question upon question upon question. I, I understand. I, I, there's got to be a happy medium. All right, what do, you, what do you have with the Jets today? Okay, with the Jets, this is my point of view now. I, I really believe. I know this is basic 101 prerequisite football, you know, little Babe Ruth football leagues. I, I believe the offensive line has got to be built. Uh, we know the quarterback has got to be there, but he can't stand behind the offensive line that don't protect him. I can go with the monster out of Oregon, try to build this thing up as good as you can, really, and then work it from there and try to get a good quarterback. We'll see if Sam well, is when it, wait, So, so you, want, you want to move on from Darnold but still somehow fall into the quarterback? No, no, no. I don't want – no, no. I didn't say move on from him. Right now, the priority is the offensive line. So the you're gonna going you're gonna you're gonna fast. sign on now because right. this is what you're gonna do for Sam Darnold to be your quarterback of the future. We don't know who our quarterback of the future is going to be. Listen, well, you're telling me, ago, Gary, you're telling me if you want to draft offensive line that that's exactly what right. you want to do. That you want to sign on for Darnold to be your quarterback of the future. But there's no guarantee he will be. Listen, the simple thing is go back 20 years ago with the Patriots. Who was their quarterback in the future? It wasn't Brady, right? And the guy gets injured. Bless him, gets injured. Uh, all right, all Gary. So, so you, yes, you're, you're right. Thanks for the call. Thanks for all the, all the wisdom. You're, you're right. I'm sure there's going to be some crazy hit that all of a sudden, you know, some unknown quarterback is going to be the greatest quarterback in the history of football for the next, you know, 20 years. That does not happen. All right, because it happened once in the history of football. I wouldn't, I wouldn't plan my future around it. If you want to take Sewell, the kid out of Oregon, too, then what you're saying is that you are going to build around Sam Darnold. 
And that makes me very worried if I'm the Jets. Because I, I know it's an unpopular take. I don't think he's good. I don't. And you can point to nothing in his NFL career, which proves me wrong. It's three years. Three years and outside of a play here and a play there and a game here and a game there. where he, I mean, he has not been good. I don't want to sign on for that for my future. James in Spring Valley. James is next up on 98.7. Dave, what's going on, my friend? What's that up, was a weird call. But yeah, it was a little anyways, bit strange. But um, as a Knicks fan, seeing the Nets successful, it bothers me. I mean, yes, I should be happy about what the Knicks are doing, but it just it feels Can like. Can I ask you, why, why Nets, does it bother you, James? Why do you care? Because I'm a Knicks fan, I get and, and the Nets are our rivals. And I just are they? I just, they're in the same. They're in the same city as them. They take the same real estate. But are they a rival? I mean, do you look at the Devils and say that's a rival of the Rangers? Are they really a rival? I mean, I'm an Islander fan, so the Rangers are kind of technically my rivals. But yeah, like I get what you're saying. It just it bothers me because it feels like the Nets are gonna. Because the way that the landscape of the NBA is with AD out, it seems like the Nets are going to win. And it bothers me because with KD and Kyrie, that should have been for us. That should have been us. And now now they're on the other side and they're going to win. It bothers me. And now I feel like they're going to go on this Golden State-level dynasty with all three players in their prime. They could. Winning championships. They, they very well and, might. But, James, here's the thing. It's not like the Knicks are 9-30. and 30. The Knicks look like they're heading in the right direction. Do you love the coach? Yes. Okay. Do you love right now what Julius Randle has become? Absolutely. Do you love quickly? Love him. Do Do you like the addition of Derrick Rose and R.J. Barrett? I like it. Okay, exactly. Like you, you like it. Do you feel really good about the amount of draft picks they have coming up in this draft and future drafts? I do. I feel okay, really do you, well. Do you feel like the front office, for the first time in a long time, finally might be good and having turned the corner as long as i've been living yes actually okay. yes. so so uh, james i guess my question would be what yet yeah, the nets are terrific and nobody will deny that for a second and they should win at least one if not more titles but i think for the first time in a long time james you feel like the knicks are a legitimate basketball the knicks are back yeah um you're i, I you're right the knicks are actually playing legitimate basketball and all i gotta say is that as long as the knicks continue in this path and they don't deviate and make trade and make shrewd trades when they need to then i feel good about the direction of the knicks so that's all i gotta say and dave thank you so much for taking my call man much appreciated Th- thanks for making it um islander 1977 says yes rothenberg espn the nets and islanders are your rivals and go brooklyn nets baby i that's fine. I I don't mind the Nets at all. Islanders I can't stand. Detest. But the Nets, I, I don't I don't care. Like I enjoy watching them play. They're a they're a fun team to watch. I don't have this animosity. I don't have this dislike. I mean, there's times when I hear Kyrie Irving say what he says, and I'm like, oh God. And he's hard to root for. But when you watch them play, it's a beautiful thing. And you know, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't I don't have this tremendous dislike. Now, Coach V tweets in. Caddyshack is a great movie starring comedy legends. 
Ty doesn't know what he's talking about. Unreal. And I'm 36 years old. It's an embarrassing take from Ty. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump. Dave Rothenberg. All right, we'll see if you can have any success. Dump Rothenberg brought to you by the law offices of the great Andrew M. Cohen. Now, Ty, we have determined we're going to do it a little differently today. We are. Segment one, anything goes. Segment two, where did this player go to college? NBA player, correct? Now, here's what I'm going to say. It can go NFL, but if you go NFL, it kind of has to be skill position player. Okay, so not like an offensive lineman. No. I mean, some of them, yes, but I think that you would get me with the majority of the, the left guards that's in fair. the NFL. Yeah, that's fair. The segment is already tough in itself. Exactly. All right, do you have standings for us, by the way? I do have standings. So, uh, last week, we went 6-2. and two. Nice. The week prior to that, we went 5-4. and four. Okay. And the inaugural Stump Rothenberg, where we kept the, the running record, we went 7-4. and four. All right. Do you have do you have the overall standings though? Uh yes. That's like I like I don't. We don't need to go through week by week every week. Just just if you give me the the overall number, that'd be great. Yes, you are eighteen and ten. It's not bad. It's not, That's not, not bad. Not that All right, bad. let's go. Let's start. Jake and Caldwell. Jake, you're on Stump well, Rothenberg. Dave, I wish I knew about the other segment. I would have. Uh, well, you want you want me to put you on uh, hold, Jake? Hey, how about this? If I stump you, I get put on hold. If I don't, then I don't deserve it. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there's one major league baseball player who has led his team in RBIs the last five seasons. MLB player to lead his team in RBIs five years in a row. Woo. Um, I don't know that I'm going to know this. Um... years I think Jose Abreu but I don't think he's gone five in a row I don't think J.D. Martinez has been there long enough Rendon is on a new team alright and I don't know that this is right but I'm going to take a stab at it I'm going to say Nolan Arenado Jose Abreu Oh, and I mentioned him, too. <laughs> would have thought he'd been in Major League Baseball. All right, so put him on hold, and we'll give him a, 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 the daily double. He can take a second crack at the next segment. That's 0-1. Oh. Do you find that upsetting, Ty, when I, when I mention the person in my, in my ramblings and then I, I get it wrong? Yes, because you were right there. Right there. Oh. Sal and Duchess, you're next up, Sal. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, can, can I get the same thing the other guy got? If I stump you, I could go because I got a good NBA player. All right. He, go, go ahead. Okay. This is from the periodic table. All right. Okay. What two elements make bronze? Hmm. 
and this is not going to be a hint. But no, I, I don't, I don't want anything. No, no, no. It's not a hint, anything to do with the question. But you said Jeopardy. This question was on Jeopardy about two weeks ago. So once you said Jeopardy, I thought of that, and is there it you go. Copper? Copper? Hmm. And tin? Is where I'll go. Copper and I think. Now I'll go with copper and tin. Ding, ding. But I have yes. an NBA one. Too. Yes. I, I didn't want to start at 0 2. Okay. Let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Steve at 1 and 1. You're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Okay, Dave. So since he didn't get the, the double stump chance, I'm curious if I could also potentially <laughs> get the double stump up. Yeah, you can it. also have the double stump chance, which sounds like it's a bad I have a good mid-year yes. you too, though. So we're going to stick with NBA here as well. In the bubble, J.J. Reddick's 13 consecutive year playoff streak came to an end. Which current active player on an NBA roster now holds the streak for most consecutive seasons appearing in the NBA playoffs? Hmm. I don't know that I'm going to know this. Um, I wonder if it's Harden. I mean, Harden seemingly has gone every year. Um... There are four players that have double-digit consecutive streaks active. I'll say that. I don't know that I'm going to know this. Um, One more than the other. I mean, Harden jumps out. He could be the guy. But I'm not sure now. Um, I know this is taking me a long time. Um, I'm going to go James Harden. Okay, Dave, so three players have 10 years. Andre Iguodala, Chris Paul, Danny Green. One player with 11 straight years, James Harden. All right! There we go. I had no confidence in that one. That's two and one, Ty. Did you know that? You're the NBA guy. Yeah, I was able to find my way to it. Figure. So did you put him on hold now? Well, he said he has a college question. No, no. Okay. So you're not paying any attention. The only ones who get to stay on hold are the ones that, that beat me in round one. So Sal, goodbye. Steve in Brooklyn, goodbye. I got you. All okay. right. That's, that's the lo- deal was, that we made. It was lost in translation. I don't know how. 800-919-3776. Mike in Farmingdale. Mike, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, what's up, man? What's up, Mike? All right. So I got this question on the back of a Mookie Wilson baseball card. Love it. Ready? Yeah. Who was the first Mets pitcher to hit two home runs in one game? I'll give you one hint if you no, want. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know that I want the hint. I don't know that I. I need the hint. Now here's the thing. See, I know that Syndergaard did it, but but I know he's not the answer. Obviously, if it's a Mookie Wilson, I think Pat Zachary did it, and I think Walt Terrell also did it. 
So I'm I, I'm not sure if I go with um, see, but Zachary, Zachary could have been Mookie, and Terrell definitely could have been Mookie. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Walt Terrell. Final answer. You got it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go to Joe in Jersey City. Joe, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Great segment. Love it. It's great. Thank you, um, Joe. All right. Football quiz. Uh, movie quiz. All right. In the movie Ace Ventura Pet Detective, in, the Miami Dolphins. In, in the movie what? In the movie what? In the movie Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Okay. The Miami Dolphins had a mascot that got kidnapped in the movie. Name the mascot. I think it was Snowflake. Is that your final answer? I mean, I'm I'm very confident that that was the name. Yeah, it was Snowflake. You got it. Yeah. That's a nice question. It's not brutally hard, but it's something that you have to have real knowledge to be able to get. All right. Uh, where, where are we at here now, Ty? We have four and one. Four and one. Uh, do you... Have a question? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for next segment. I'll have a uh, okay NBA college. Jake, do you have a question? I do have a question, Dave, and good morning to you. Good morning to you. All right. So, where did Patrick Ewing play college basketball at? And that, of course, is not my real question, but you would have nailed that. Patrick Ewing, the great Patrick Ewing. Uh, I believe it's a school no one's heard of. Yeah, no, he he's from. I think he's from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Is that and your final went, answer? No, it, it's it's. Uh, I think it's Cambridge Latin School. Was the name of it? That is correct. No, yes. of course it is your alma mater, good old Georgetown. I didn't go to Georgetown. I'm just a fan of Georgetown. Okay. Let me go to my your mind there. No, I, didn't, I could never have gotten into Georgetown. But okay. I'm, I'm just a fan of Georgetown. But Patrick Ewing was my friend. anyone can get into Georgetown. But let's oh, go yeah, to let's easy. go to my real question. And Wait, I think, so that's not your legitimate question. No, that's segment two. I just want to get in segment one, which is another type of question. Wait, you asked your segment two question in segment one? That was my joke question. I have a real question for oh, you. I don't now. love this, but go ahead. All right. So there are only two players in NBA history that have ended. Multiple playoff series with a buzzer beater. One is Michael Jordan, who ended the first round of the 89 playoffs versus the Cavs, and the 93 Eastern Conference Finals also versus the Cavs. Who is the only other player in NBA history to end multiple playoff series with a buzzer beater? And Ty got it right this morning, so if you get it wrong... Yeah, I, I see. I, I think I'm thinking one of two, and I'm thinking either Lillard or Kawhi. I'm going to say Damian Lillard, though. And I did not get you. That is correct. So Damian Lillard did it twice. He did it in 2014 in the first round versus the Rockets, and then of course in 2019 with that half court shot over Paul George. And you said Kawhi Leonard. He only had one, and that is, of course, against the 76ers when he hit that buzzer beater to end their run. So good I job want, on you, I want you, credit Dave. for both of your questions. No, the Georgetown Patrick Ewing one does not count. You are way oh. too good for that. Ty. Ty. Does it count? This is tough. Can uh, I? How could it not count? Well, because it was just a layup. He was, oh, stop it. He, he didn't you knew where ask... Patrick Ewing went to high school? Oh, he said, okay, okay, no. Well, I, I thought he said, co- I was screening a call. I thought he said college. I yes. said college basketball. 
He said college. I thought you said where to go to high school. No, I said college basketball. Oh. Well, yeah, then, then, That's then a we layup. count that. Because had he said high school, school while I was screening a call, I, I thought he said college. But you're saying high school, then yes, I would have given you credit for that. But oh, that, you know, I'll just take the one. If you had said college, obviously it's Georgetown. Five and That's one. the easiest question of the day. Yes, of course. All right, so let let's refresh ourselves here. We're going to go solely. Where did this guy go to college? We'll do rapid fire. Where what's our record right now? It's five and one on five the day. Five and one. I, I want to go. I want to go ten and two. Is where I want to finish at. Okay. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. And we're back for round two and a new wrinkle with round two of Stump Rothenberg today. The college edition. Where did this guy go to college? Now, preferably, you're going to ask me the 80s or 90s, even 2000s, because I think current day you'd have a better chance of getting me. But again, if that's what you need to do, you can go NFL as well, but I'd prefer uh, skill position players if that is a possibility. Ty, you have screened all of these callers already, yes? Yes, and they're you so find, excited. They're pumped. You, they love it. I know. You you find that this that they have good questions? Yes. They're not going to ask me like unbelievably obscure guys that you've no. never heard of, right? No, 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 no. Good questions. Some Hall of Famers. Okay. All right. Uh, we're 5-1. and one, Is that right? We are indeed 5-1. and one. All right. Let's go back to my nemesis. The only person to get me in round one of Stump Rothenberg was Jake and Caldwell. Jake... Welcome back. Thank you, Dave. First one, Charles Oakley. Virginia Union. Thank you very much. And one. Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're next up. Dave, back in the 70s, okay, everybody, when the Knicks were blowing somebody out, when they were blowing somebody out, the 12th man on that bench, his name was chanted religiously at the Garden. He was on the Knicks, and he just passed away. His name is Hawthorne Wingo. Where did he go to college? He's a very famous – Spike from Jersey will no, loves this guy. I don't care if Spike from Jersey loves him. Um, I believe he went to Friendship College. Ah, look at you, Dave. Beautiful. Spike from Jersey. By, by the way, that's try to keep it – I know Hawthorne Wingo, but try to keep it in the 80s or the 90s. Yeah, but uh, he was a Nick, so I let him go. He was a Nick. Yeah, but still. Uh, Dave in Queens. Dave, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Thank you, staff. Thank Mr. Um, Cohen for sponsoring. You, lo- you um, love this segment, don't you? You, you love this segment. I, by, the, by the way, just I'm, to let you know, Friendship College, I've been past it. It's in South Carolina. All right, go ahead. Excellent. And, I, and let me tell you, I'm going to think about this all week, this segment. I love it. Thank I, you for I, having I, it. How can you not? Um, I really do. Um, okay, the first guy I thought of, uh, um, Craig Elo. I think he went to oh – God, he definitely out went out west. I think it's Washington State. I think that's where he went, Washington State. You nailed it, my brother. Yeah, there you go. Poor Craig Elo. He'll never get over that. All right, where, where are we at here, Ty? Are we eight and one? I think I think that's where we're at. We're eight seven and one. and one. Seven and one. Seven and one? No, you were five and one, and then you're three and zero. Oh yeah. So eight and one. His but this is your wheelhouse, man. This is this is right in your wheelhouse. Eddie and Clifton. Eddie, go ahead. The great JoJo White. JoJo White. See now, here's what's happening. I'm gonna I'm gonna get JoJo White for you, but he, here here's the issue. Uh, he went to Kansas, and he was an Olympian. But I'd like to keep right. it to the uh, to the seventy uh, to the eighties or the nineties, if that is in fact a possibility. Is JoJo White Kansas correct? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but please, can uh, Ty, can we keep it to the 80s or the 90s or the, or even more currently? Um, I would appreciate that. Let's go to uh, Joe and Holbrook. Joe, you're, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Okay, here's one for you. Muggsy Bogues. Tyrone Muggsy Bogues, 5'3", went to Wake Forest. Oh, very good. I had a good and There you have it. I mean, do you see what's happening here? We are rolling along. This is Tyrone Muggsy Bogues, I think, I don't want to say that. He definitely went to school in, in D.C. I think, did he go to DeMatha? He went to one of the really big high schools in, in D.C. To make things more fair, we should start asking what blood type these guys are. <laughs> Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Um, he did go to Dunbar? Yes. Okay. Uh, are you playing, Ty? I am playing. Go ahead. All right, let's go with former Nick legend Howard Isley. Boston College. Wow, it's so good, I got to give you Jake, are you playing? I got to give you one more because that okay. was too easy. Let's go with the great... Bill Lambier. Bill Lambier. Now, I always got confused with Lambier, whether it was Notre Dame or, or St. Bonavich. But later in life, I always <laughs> now remember that, in fact, it was Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And you would be correct. So that's 12-1. and one, right? Jake, are you in? One. Well, you got my Patrick Ewing one, but I'll, I'll give you one more, okay? Go ahead. Antonio McDice. It's an SEC school. Correct. Well, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> yeah, it is correct, but yes. Um, and he's another one. See, there's some of these guys you forget, whether it's a Mississippi State or it's an Alabama. I think it was the second pick overall in the, the 95 draft. And more known for their football, but the answer would be University of Alabama. Roll Tide, baby. That is correct. Oh! Are we now 13-1? 13-1. I mean, this is really unprecedented. I got one, I got one more for you. It was you one have of another? My, How about this? Callers that are waiting. One of my No, this, they're callers. They come second. <laughs> right. One of my favorite players growing up, Latrell Sprewell. Uh, I, didn't he also go to Alabama? I think. Sprewell, I thought, went to Alabama. Yeah, he's got to be number 15, Sprewell, After After going to... Three Rivers Community College. He went to Alabama. Yeah. All right. Now can we go to a caller or two? I got one more. No, oh, I'm, my I'm, God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're very needy today. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. You, you, you love this. Chris in Rockaway. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, so we're talking about the Nets. Uh, former first-round pick, Yinka Dari. George Washington. My brother. And let's go to Joel and Rutherford. Joel, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg, college edition. Dave, I'm putting my undefeated record on the line. I got you last year with the Cam Newton question. Only played a rookie of the year, first pick in the draft. That question. Ready, Dave? I'm ready. I'm going to beat you again and keep my undefeated. Mike Dunleavy, senior. Got you. Got you, brother. All right. Got you. For, first, Firstly, he went to Tulane, where he... No. Did not. South no, 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 no. 2-0, baby. No. No. Can, can you please? I, I can't. I can't. There's too much happening here. He's got the radio in the background. He coaches Tulane. Now, the kid went to Duke. I'm not sure where Dunleavy went. I hate to, to end on a, on a loss. I don't know. I, I, I um... I'll say Stanford. 
South Carolina. Oh. That's a shame. All right, I don't want to end on a loss. What are we, 13-2, and two, Ty? Can, can we get one more? You want one more? I want one more. All right, let's, uh, I love the, the Knicks. Let's go, with, uh, let's go with Maurice Taylor. Michigan. Michigan is correct. Okay. All right. So fourteen to two. That's nothing. Nothing to sneeze. And at. did you hear how happy he was that he got you? He stumped you. Like he's gonna go around all week telling his friends that he stumped Dave Roth. Yeah, which is fine. But I, I mean, he was he was a little crazy, and then I heard myself in the background, and he was very. He aggressive. got too was, excited before he was you a could little even much. Like I needed, I needed to be a little calmer. A little calmer. Uh, people on Twitter wowed. Rothberg is putting on an even better show today than usual. Maybe the best segment in radio right now. Cheers from Switzerland. That's Dimitri Linden. I do. Um, Mets fan. This is not that nice. Mets fan one two three says if you spend half the time you spend with useless sports knowledge and put that into working out, you'd be shredded. That's all mean, but he's also a dork because Mets fan one two three is his hand and he's got no picture for his avatar. Well, I'm not going to diminish his. He's his a dork. Tanks. And then Big Lou forty five says, "Wow, Rothenberg ESPN a walking." Encyclopedia. Now, so fourteen and two is that it? No, my friend, you're seventeen and two. Seventeen and two. Now look, here's here is what works in your favor, and yeah. this is how good the segment was. Some people have questioned whether or not you've been cheating. Okay. This, some of them I got instantaneously. No, but I'm saying this proves that that's not true. The, like you're answering within seconds before you can finish the name of the player, the last name. You're answering the question. Look at you defending me. I, I love. I it. always All right. defend you. Not always. Stump Rothmer brought to you by the law offices of Andrew M. Cohen. Now I don't know where Andrew M. Cohen went to school. I don't, but I'm sure it was one of the. I'm sure it was one of the prestigious, like Brooklyn Law or NYU Law or some like a big, beautiful law school. That they probably have the Andrew M. Cohen buildings. Whether the issue is simple or complex, the law office of Andrew M. Cohen can help you achieve your your needs through very careful yet concise legal planning. Call 516-877-0595 or visit amcohenlaw.com. Bonus question, Dave, real quick. Bonus question. Alex Caruso. I think he went to Texas Tech. Texas A&M. Ah! (laughs) Now you got to ask one more. Dennis Schroeder. He, He didn't go to college here. LeBron he's James. Ger- he's from Germany. I, I just shouted a random name. Uh, let's go with Kyle Kuzma. I'm shouting Utah. random Lakers. Utah. Yes. I believe he was the 27th overall pick. Yeah, that was an easy one. All right, let's take a quick break. Come back. We'll get into baseball, the top 100 list. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Rothenberg with you on a Saturday morning ESPN. I, I got to tell you, Ty, and, and I mean this sincerely, that is that is exhausting. I, I mean, just, having questions fired all over the place, that that was an exhausting segment that we just I did was right just going to say, I would not be opposed to you taking the rest of the show off because you expend so much brain power, 17 and 2, and it's rapid fire, so you don't really get a chance to think through these answers. You must yeah, be exhausted. So, that's a, that's a lot. Um, but uh, we'll make it easy on me. Now, I know what you're, you're angling at. You'd like to take over and do the rest of the show, wouldn't Look, you? I wouldn't be opposed to that. But it's just I'm looking out for your best interest. And maybe yours as well. You're, you're already not in the best of shape. So having to endure that for 30 minutes, 
It's a lot, and you don't have the treadmill anymore. So no. I'm, I'm looking out for you. We don't have the treadmill. We 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 went for walks every day this week. It's like, snowing. Like, it's blizzarding. Well, well, you didn't go yesterday, and 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 we're probably not going to go today. And so yeah, no, it's definitely daunting. And how about this with the treadmill? They're so backlogged now that we're not going to get the new treadmill, which was ordered ten days ago. For at least another ten days. Well, that that makes sense. No one's going to the gym. We're in the midst oh of a pandemic. God. It is. It is terrible. Deuce, that'll I told be here, you. Do that'll, some, that'll, that'll, do that'll some certainly help. All right. Jump so in I chance. want to get to this. And the phone lines are open. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We got heavy into the Nets. And listen, in my mind, they're the best team in the East, and it's not close. They're going to go to the NBA Finals unless there's injury. And I think everything is the caveat of, of injury, right? So that's certainly on the table. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Knicks back in action tomorrow against Minnesota. Um, you, you know what? And this, this kind of stinks. There was a dunk last night from Anthony Edwards. Uh, I mean, they, literally I'm watching and I didn't watch the whole game cause I got tired and I, I had to turn it off, but I'm watching the Clippers jazz game, which the Clippers won and the jazz lost, I think for the second time in like 22 games or something like that. But they, they broke in. They're like, we have to show you this dunk from Minnesota. It was that outrageous. And they show this Anthony Edwards dunk, and it's one of the great dunks you've ever seen. But we're so focused on the dunk that you almost forget that the guy went 3 for 14, or don't even care, 3 for 14 from the floor, 0 of 7 from 3, played 34 minutes, and scored 7 points to go along with 3 rebounds and 4 assists. But it's kind of a microcosm of of what we are right now, right? Like he, they interrupted to show you the craziest dunk you've ever seen. And it was sensational. But the fact is he had a horrendous, horrendous game. So I don't even know how I got into that, but the Knicks, Oh, I know Knicks Timberwolves tomorrow, a game. Of course you can hear, I mean, right, right here on 98, seven ESPN. And I don't know what, what time is that? Do you know what time that game is Ty? tomorrow? The Knicks, Knicks Wolves, I believe it's at seven. Yeah, it's a seven o'clock game. So six thirty pregame here on ninety eight seven. So the Knicks certainly a topic of conversation. Uh football and, and Darnold certainly a topic of conversation. But I want to spend a couple of minutes. Uh and you can line up the phone lines, whatever you're comfortable with of any of the topics that we've gotten into during the course of the day. So MLB.com puts out their top hundred players. So this it now let's just uh, take a, a look at, at the criteria. It's based on player performance over the past several seasons. So I don't know what several means. I guess it's two or more, right? With an emphasis on 2020 and projected 2021 performance. So I guess you got to go a couple years back, bigger emphasis on 2020 and looking ahead as well. So Trout is one and Betts is two. DeGrom is three. And he's, I mean, he has to be, right? He's the top pitcher on the list. It's really not all that close. Garrett Cole is the second pitcher on the list at number 11. But think about what DeGrom has done. He won back-to-back Cy Youngs, gave you another sensational season, and the expectation is that he's going to do this again. So he's three. Then you have Cole at 11. All right, fine. You have LeMahieu at 14. How is LeMahieu not higher than 14? I guess would be my question. He gave you two seasons of which he, you know, this past year obviously was a, a weird season, but he had 350. The year before, he was up for, for MVP. And you have to expect this season, he's going to be great as well. So I have an issue with, with him only being 14. Lindor is 15, but he's not coming off a good year. So I don't know what's weighed more, but these aren't, aren't even the ones that, that really have me kind of upset. 
Um, Judge twenty one. Right, that that's fine. Conforto thirty four. That seems high, no? That Michael Conforto pitchers, everyday players, is considered the thirty fourth best player in baseball, and Jeff McNeil is thirty five. Really, Jeff McNeil's ahead of Carlos Correa. I don't know that. That to me seems insanity. No, he's ahead of Justin Turner. He's ahead of Anthony Rizzo. He's ahead of Walker Bueller. Now you take the pitcher. He's ahead of Ozuna. Ozuna almost won the triple crown. How is how is McNeil thirty five? And then you get to Voigt forty one. And I know he has prodigious power, but Luke Voigt is. The 40, if you are drafting major league players, you would take Voight 41? Seems too high, doesn't it? Glaber 64. See, I think I think he should be higher. If, if I'm, let's look at it like that. Because I, listen, their criteria is what they do. I don't, I don't know that it adds up or makes sense or whatever. If you were drafting guys for this coming season, based on what they've done the last couple of years, would you have Glaber 64? Would you have him behind Yasmani Grandal? Would you have him behind Bo Bichette? Uh, come on. So he's 64. You have Alonzo 66, which I think is fair because he had the, the great season two years ago. He had a subpar season this past year, but there's reason to think that he's going to bounce back. So 66, I think, is fine. Dom Smith at 67. I mean, I know he had the great year last year, but that feels a little bit high to me as well. And And, and this is the one that I just... You're telling me Brandon Nimmo is 89? How? Brandon Nimmo? If you were drafting guys off teams, you would put Brandon Nimmo at 89? I don't even think he's an everyday player. And I guess we don't take defense into account at all on this list, right? And then you have Stanton, who checks in at 97. So I just wanted to run through it a little bit. There's a couple that I just, I mean, McNeil 35 is outrageous to me. And Glaber 64 is outrageous to me. Those are the two that jump out. And then Nimmo. And I like Nimmo. And he he's he's, plays hard. And he's a, he's a gritty player. But 89 ahead of Stanton? Ahead of a Rosarena? Ahead of, uh, of Buxton? Uh, it just it seems crazy. It does. And I know it's a list. And I know it's a couple of guys that put their heads together and put this thing out. But... I don't know. It it real. It seems like some of this is a little bit. Dave, awkward. can I mention another list to you real oh, quick? Oh, out of nowhere, Jake Montgomery. Good morning, Jake. Good morning, Dave. Well, I just wanted to because you're bringing up how ridiculous this list is. I saw another one via FanGraphs that MLB put out for the uh, projected postseason odds. Did you see this or no? FanGraphs, I didn't see. We saw Pakoda, which I had a major problem with. So uh, FanGraphs had the Yankees having a 91.6% chance of making the postseason, which is first in the AL East. And they also had the Mets at 81.2% at the top of the NL East. But some of the things that really uh, stood out to me— But i got to tell you, I don't think the Yankees one is off base. I think the Yankees have a 91% chance no, of the playoffs. I, I think that's fair. I, I agree with that. I'm saying some of them that really stuck out to me, though— Well, one that's hilarious is that the Orioles have 0.0%. So See, they, I, I, you know, I did, I did hear this because my, my oldest loves this stuff. And we were actually on our way back from his, his baseball training this week. And he said, did you see the Orioles are 0.0? And I said, that doesn't make sense. How could it, how could it be 0.0? And he says, well, they don't think they have any chance to go. Okay, 0.1, fine. But 0.0, you're playing the games. You have a modicum of a chance to get into the poll. You have a chance to get in. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Anything can technically like, I mean, really in happen. In theory, you know, I mean, other teams could be stricken with COVID-19 and the Orioles could, like, get forfeited into winning the, the division. But like, th- like, something crazy and wild could happen. But this is what's more shocking to me with the AL East. They have the Rays at 18.6% behind the Red Sox at 47% and the wow. Blue Jays at 53.6%. Now, is this to win the division? No, this is just to make the postseason. Just to get in. Yeah, I agree with you on the Rays. And I think if they were named another team or they were another organization, I'd say, you know what, that's fair. They were just in the World Series. I know they lost Snell and they lost Morton, and but are they supposed team? to be that? I will, I will pose this question to you. Forget about baseball. Let's open it up to every sport we have going. Football, any of the major sports, football, baseball, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Is there a team that gets more done with less than the race? No, they they find a way to figure it out every year. They have their payroll is lower than some players, just like single players, which is pathetic. The fact, the fact, and there's a number of teams, and I'm glad you brought this up. It's a good job by you, Jake. The fact that there are there are teams that have lower payrolls than individuals on other teams shows you how completely broken Major League Baseball is 